ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد there was a point in the prophet's life in his time alayhi salatu wasalam in which he was going through a rough patch he was feeling down he was struggling especially internally alayhi salatu wasalam and allah responded by revealing surah al-duha to the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam so today i want to focus on this surah with two separate but related lenses one has to do with the life of the prophet his life and times alayhi salatu wasalam and the other has to do with our lives and our times the first thing that i want to highlight is that within this surah within this specific surah this surah is an antidote a quranic antidote a quranic prescription from the healer himself especially for any of us if we're feeling down regarding anything the reality is the dunya is a roller coaster there are a lot of ups there are a whole lot of downs our goal is to try to make it to the other side of things to make it successfully to where we're all trying to go and we hope and we pray that we all make it home to paradise amin rabbil alamin the prophet was feeling down alayhi salatu wasalam because there was a gap there was a break in the period of revelation and he was missing jibril alayhi salam and he was unsure internally what had caused this break in time what had caused this gap so internally he was worried internally he was concerned is allah upset with me did i do something wrong thoughts that we can relate to in some way shape or form and allah reveals this surah to the prophet to lift him up while he's feeling down alayhi salatu wasalam and likewise when we connect with the surah whether it's generally or specifically when going through a rough patch in our lives we should feel a, a glimmer of hope it may be one ray of sunshine that makes it through the clouds but let that ray make it through it may seem impossible for things to get better but have that one ray of hope that things might get better and through that allah will make things better and this surah reminds us of that This surah has four different sections to it. The first section of the surah and look at what Allah Azza wa Jalla prioritizes first and foremost. The first thing Allah prioritizes is the pain that Al-Habib sallallahu alaihi wasallam was feeling in his heart. That's what Allah prioritized. Allah diagnosed the situation and Allah decided that this is what needs to be prioritized first and foremost. The Prophet had this worry in his heart. The Prophet had this discomfort in his heart that's what allah prioritized 
So think of a very simple graph. Think of a diagonal line. I want to put a point in the middle of that line. That point represents the present. Afterwards, that represents the future. And what's behind it represents the past. The first thing Allah prioritizes had to do with the present. Allah didn't just tell the Prophet, والسلام, I'm not upset with you. I have not abandoned you. Allah didn't just say that. Eventually he gets to that. Allah swears, Allah swears, ma rabbuka wa ma qala. Allah swears by the morning light. Allah swears by the night when it's still. Your Lord has not forsaken you, nor is He upset. That's where Allah started. We need to reflect on this. We need to realize this. And we need to understand that when we truly connect with the Qur'an, it's supposed to penetrate our entire being. It's supposed to permeate our entire being. It's supposed to affect the heart. It's supposed to affect the tongue. It's supposed to affect the limbs. It's supposed to affect the character. Where do you make your money and where do you spend it? What do you do with your time? Who do you hang out with? What do you prioritize? What are your goals in life and what are you trying to avoid? The Qur'an is supposed to slowly but surely permeate and seep into all of these things. When that happens, a person in their own right, they become in some way, shape or form a positive reflection of the Qur'an if they're doing things right, if they're doing things properly. What do I mean by that? Allah says in Surah Isra, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ للمؤمنين. Here Allah mentions that the Qur'an is what? Is healing and mercy for the believers. So naturally, if we connect with the Qur'an and embrace it as our closest friend, what happens when you hang out with certain people? Especially often, your closest of friends, they rub off on you. It could be for better, it could be for worse. So the Prophet taught us, look very closely at who you're closest with. If someone takes the Qur'an as their khalil, if someone takes the Qur'an as their closest friend, their closest companion, the Qur'an should rub off on them. So if the Qur'an is shifa, is healing, and mercy for the believers, and you connect with that book, you in your own way should become a person of healing, a person of mercy towards others. It's not just theory and it stops there. It's not just the reading, the listening, the learning, the memorization, the review. All that is beautiful, no question. What next is what we have to reflect upon. Learning is one thing, and then living is another. It's not just about the Qur'an coming in, which is important. But what's coming out the other side as a result of the Qur'an entering our hearts, our ears, our minds, our lives. We should become people who give hope to other people. We should become people who offer a smile, not knowing what the other person may or may not be going through. We should become walking examples in our own way of what it means to positively reflect the Qur'an. Of course, the best example is the Prophet ﷺ. What we can try to do, we can try to take a little bit from it and try to live it as best we can. And then through that, through giving charity to help the poor, through helping the orphans, through helping the widows, through that service, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Those who live their iman, through that, 
people will show other people, will show other people, Muslims and otherwise, what does it mean to be a person of Qur'an? The most powerful way that we can try to teach people about what the deen is, about what Islam is, is trying our best in our own limited ways, but sincerely trying our best to live it as best we can. Maybe then we'll be lucky enough to offer a glimpse, a glimmer, a little reflection of the example of the Prophet No doubt he's the best example, but we can try to embody a ray of sunshine for those around us. Starting with those closest to us, with our friends, with our family members, and then the next layer, the community, all of mankind, but it starts where? It starts internally first. In this surah, the first thing Allah prioritizes is the emotional state of the Prophet The Prophet was, he, he, he felt some kind of pinch in his heart. So the first thing Allah did, Allah addressed that, Allah healed that. That's regarding the present. And then Allah shifts to the future. Allah mentioned one ayah regarding the present after two ayahs for the oath and then the response to the oath. So regarding that, Allah said, That's one ayah regarding the pain the Prophet was feeling. And then you have two ayahs of healing after that. Regarding the future. Allah says there's no doubt what is coming is going to be what's better than what's before it. And Allah says that He's definitely going to give the Prophet so much abundantly, He's going to be pleased. Allah will give the Prophet so much to the point the Prophet is well pleased. There's a micro understanding to this and a macro understanding to this. The micro-understanding to this is within the finite dunya itself, within this life itself. Allah is telling the Prophet, within the realm of this life, things will get better. What is coming is going to be better than what came before it. If you zoom out, more importantly, from a macro perspective, Allah is telling the Prophet that the next life, what's coming there, is going to be much better than this life as a whole. So first, Allah offers treatment to the Prophet for the present. After that's healed, then Allah moves on to the future. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. More than he could have ever imagined. And then Allah shifts gears again to the past. أَلَمْ يَجِدَكَ يَتِيمًا فَأَوَى وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًا فَهَدَى وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَى There are three ayahs dedicated to the past. Allah is reminding the Prophet, remember when you were struggling with A, and we helped you through it. Remember when you were struggling with B and we helped you through it. Remember when you were struggling with C and, and we helped you through it. Why does Allah do this? When someone is struggling with something in the present and you tell them that keep your head up, things are going to get better. They may want to believe that. But they may think to themselves, how is it going to get better? It seems so impossible. It seems like this difficult situation is so rigid and it feels like nothing is ever going to change it. That's where this technique comes into play. Allah is reminding the Prophet, remember years ago when you were struggling with this and I helped you? Remember when you were an orphan and I helped you? And I found you seeking and I guided you? 
and found you poor and enriched you, Allah reminded the Prophet of these three things. Allah is reminding the Prophet, remember when you were dealing with this situation, it was so difficult, just like I helped you through that, I'm going to help you through this. Just like I helped you when you were seeking and I guided you, I'm going to help you through this. Remember when you were poor, you were struggling, and I enriched you and I helped you, I'm going to help you through this. So we should reflect on this surah, on these ayahs, and reflect internally. One, what am I going through? And what kind of medicine, what kind of cure is needed to help now? What are my plans for the future? How has Allah helped me in the past to get to this point? A person may feel like, I ask Allah for something now over and over and over. And I feel like nothing is happening. Take a step back. Look at the things you have now that you once asked Allah for. Remember when you felt it was so impossible, your financial situation would improve. Remember how Allah helped you? Remember when you thought it would be impossible to pass that class. Remember how Allah helped you? Remember when you thought it was impossible for your kids who may have left the deen. Remember how they came back? Remember how things got better? That's the same one we're asking now for whatever the issue is. The one who parted the sea for Moses. Ashura is right behind us. The one who made iron soft for Dawood. الحديد, the one who cured Prophet Ayyub and gave him even more than what he had before. The one who saved Yunus from the belly of the whale. The one who gave Zakaria a child in his very old age. He and his wife. It's the same one we're asking for. So Allah is reminding us through this surah, through the example of the Prophet ﷺ, but it's not supposed to stop there. We should reflect and think, how can I relate to that now? How can I benefit from that now? And then it starts to come into life in your heart, right in front of you. سَنُرِيهِمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُ الْحَقِّ Allah is going to show us signs externally in the world, in the universe, and internally وَفِي أَنفُسِهِمْ In Surah Al-Falaq, we're asking Allah for protection externally. Surah Al-Nas, we're asking Allah for protection internally. Allah is reminding us in this surah. Yes, things are going to get better somehow. Remember how I helped you in the past? I'm the same one who's going to help you. But we have to do our job, our part to turn to Allah, to walk towards Allah. Take that baby step towards Allah. It could be something small. It could be something tiny. But Allah is telling us, yes, things can get better. That's not difficult for Allah. Maybe Allah is teaching us something. Maybe Allah is showing us something. What kind of lessons can I learn from the challenges I'm going through? How can I turn these lemons into lemonade? As cliche as it is, it's cliche for a reason. Allah starts with the present, with the Prophet ﷺ, and then focuses on the future, and then focuses on the past. Remember how in this situation, this one and this one, all of those three things got better, and then Allah concludes as 9, 10, and 11, the last three ayahs in the surah, by mimicking the three ayahs right before it. Allah reminds the Prophet, I helped you with A, B, and C. In the three ayahs afterwards, Allah shifts back to the present. Now, for whoever struggling with A, help them. Whoever struggling with B, help them. Whoever struggling with C, C ties in with gratitude. 
Help them. At the end of the surah, it shifts back to the present. Now there's some action items that we need to do. If we want our situation to improve, yes, we have to ask Allah, we have to beg Allah, we have to seek out the sweet spots for dua. It could be after Asr on Friday, the last third of the night in Sajda, you name it. We have to do that and we have to couple it with action. And we have to couple it with responsible action as best we can. Through that, Allah will show us one thing after another. As great as Sayyidah Maryam was, she still had to do her part As great as Moses was As Prophet Musa was He still had to strike the ground with his staff When he was on the shore We always have to do our part Even if it's a little bit It may seem impossible For you to get that job you're applying for For you to get into that school you're trying to get into For one thing or another To open up in your favor do your part anyways, do your part anyways, do your part anyways. Because sometimes we forget, it's not about us. It's not about us, we, we dot the I's and cross the T's because we have to. But after that, at the end of the day, it's in Allah's hands. It's not about the one asking, but it's about the one who's being asked. We have to remind ourselves, Allah gives and Allah gives and Allah gives. Allah forgives and forgives and forgives. We have to do our part. We have to take that baby step towards Him. We have to knock on that door because we have to do our part. But if that door opens, we have to walk through it saying, Alhamdulillah, we recognize that this door only opened. I put in the effort because I had to. But this door only opened because Allah made it happen. And once that happens, help other people to walk through doors that they're trying to get through. If you were struggling to get a job and Allah gave you a better job than the, the, the job of your dreams... It doesn't stop there. Pay it forward. How can you help other people to get good jobs? How can you help other people to improve in their situation? You have to pay it forward. That's what Allah rounds out the surah with. After Allah reminds the Prophet that I helped you through A and B and C. Allah gives us action items. It doesn't, okay, Allah is telling the Prophet to, to help the orphan. It's not only that. Allah is telling us, you want your situation to improve? Then do how much you want Allah to do for you, do that much for others. If you want Allah to really help you, you go and really help others. If you want Allah to help you in incredible ways, you go and help other people in incredible ways. We have to do our part. We always have to do our part. What are the action items Allah specifically mentions? And there are secrets within each one of these. For orphans, when they need help, help them. For those who have questions, this ties in with Allah giving the Prophet this incredible, incredible gift of Islam, of Iman. So when people come to you asking questions in connection with that, then don't turn them away. So the importance of helping orphans, the importance of sponsoring Islamic education, and the importance of gratitude. Allah doesn't leave us empty-handed. Allah says, okay, you want my help? I'm telling you the cheat code. I'm telling you do A, B, and C, and you'll see sooner or later, most likely sooner, that Allah is going to help you, and you'll see how Allah helps you. But we have to do our part to make the intention now, make the niyyah, make the intention between today and next Jum'ah. We don't know how long we have to live. 
to take any of these action items, maybe all three, put them into practice. Donate something to help orphans. Donate something to help Islamic education. Do something in connection with gratitude, especially regarding action. I'amalu ala Dawood al-Shukra. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Azzati Amma Yasifun wa Salamun Al Mursalin. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin wa Salatu wa Salamu ala Rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Inna Allah wa malaikatahi sallun ala nabiyya iwaladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Sallallahu ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I want to conclude with the action items that were just mentioned We don't just want to go to Jum'ah and then walk away empty handed That decision is up to us Either we choose to walk away empty-handed or we choose to walk away with our fruit basket full of fruit. That's an internal decision for each and every individual each and every week. What am I going to take from any khutbah, any reminder? How am I going to live it? How am I going to take the theory and put it into practice? And I want to give an example that it's supposed to shake us when we hear it, when we're reminded of it. At the end of Surah Al-Zumar, Allah mentions that there are going to be people And I want us to reflect on this in principle I want us to reflect on this conceptually Allah mentions that there are going to be people Who show up on the Day of Judgment And they're going to be asked a couple questions These people knew better, they didn't do better These people are asked by angels Before they end up in the fire Didn't a messenger come to you? Didn't you know about the ayat of Allah? Weren't you warned about the Day of Judgment? And they respond by saying, Qalu bala. Yes, we did know. But what is their fault? What is the issue there? There was the information, but it didn't change anything. They didn't do anything. They end up bearing witness against themselves. And then you contrast it with the other end of the spectrum right after that. What is said to people entering Jannah? Salamun alaykum tibitum fadkhuluha khalidin. They're not asked anything. They're not questioned about anything. Because they were putting in work. They were preparing. Look at the opposite side of those three things. Didn't a messenger come to you? Yes, they knew and they lived it. The ayat of Allah, they knew and they lived it. Preparation for the Day of Judgment, they knew and they lived it. So instead of being questioned about three things, they're told three things. Salamun alaykum tibitum fadkhuluha khalidin. VIP access. Once you enter, you're not going anywhere. So it's up to us to reflect and think, how much do I want Allah to help me? And that should motivate me and should be reflected in how much... I help others. We ask Allah to make this reminder of benefit for all of us. We ask Allah for good in this life and the next. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasna fi al-akhirati hasna wa kana adhab al-nar. We ask Allah to guide all of us. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah to accept any good that we've tried to do for His sake. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samil alim wa tuba alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim. We ask Allah to guide us and our loved ones, especially as it relates to the youth. We ask Allah to guide all of us closer to Him. We ask Allah to increase all of us 
in terms of love in our hearts for him and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wa sallam we ask Allah to increase all of us in guidance and we ask Allah to help all of us to do what we can to live this surah as best we can we ask Allah to make each and every one of us beacons of light beacons of hope for those around us first starting at home and then in our community and then for all of mankind we ask Allah and we beg Allah for that favor and that blessing we ask Allah to turn any and all of our hardships into ease. For anyone here struggling with any challenge, we ask Allah to turn that challenge into a blessing, to turn that hardship into ease, to turn that darkness into light. Amin yad al-jalali wal-ikram. Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhtana. Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala ladhina min qablina. Rabbana wa la tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bihi wa'afu anna. Waghfir lana warhamna anta maulana fa'ansurna al-qawm al-kafirin wa'aqim as-salat.